Hi, I'm Quinn Serta. Today on the Two Tickets segment, we have former Miguel Hockey captain and author of the book More Than a Game, Nathan Charliti. We also have game recaps against Carlton, Trois-Rivières, and Concordia twice. All right, welcome to the third episode of the Two Ticket segment on the Friends of Miguel Hockey podcast. Very excited to be bringing another episode to all of you. It was a great one last week. We had Ty Fournier on, got to talk a little bit about growing up with a couple brothers, then his time in the QMJHL, uh, and then what it was like for him at McGill and, and being on the team currently, I think, in his fourth year. So thank you to Ty for coming on the show. Today, our interview is a little bit different. We have a recent alumni, Nathan Charlity, coming on the podcast. Uh, before, we had current players. So we had Sam Tremblay, we had Ty Fournier. Uh, so today will be a recent alumni that I had the pleasure of playing with in 2018 when we won the Queen's Cup, which is all of Ontario and Quebec. Uh, so Char, yeah, very accomplished individual and an even better person. He's written a book called More Than a Game, which can be found on Amazon. We talk a little bit about like about that. He's currently doing his MD at U of Ottawa and overall just a tremendous person and impacted so many people uh, during his time at McGill, myself included. Um, So really great to have him on the podcast, was able to get the interview done during the Friends of McGill Hockey uh, Alumni Weekend. And before we get into that interview, let's game do the game recaps. So we have games against Carlton, Trois-Rivières, and then Concordia twice, so this first game recaps, the first two game recaps will be Carlton and Trois-Rivières. So let's jump right into that, uh, and then we'll get into the interview with Char. The next two games I'm going to recap together. I was unable to attend, um, but I'm going to try and give a short little brief of each one, and then we'll get right into the Concordia Home and Home series and then the interview with Char. So the first game was against Carlton on November 12th. McGill suffered a 2-0 loss unable to find the score sheet, had a lot of chances, but also ridiculed with injuries. Ty Forney was out, Blake Hayward was out, Captain Sam Trombley was out. Um, so the guys battled hard and, and hopefully with some more bodies back on the ice that are regular players uh, and some of their leadership group, hopefully they can improve their record. So this moves them to one and two on the season. The second game of the weekend uh, took place on November 13th against UQTR at home. Miguel went down two nothing. Um, they climbed back with a goal from Eric Uba of Kitchener, Ontario, who, from me watching the game, seems to score every single game. Uh, he has a wicked wrist shot and, and quick release, and it's always nice to watch, especially coming from me, who had one of the worst wrist shots in all of you sports. So um, very exciting to watch him play and, and continued success uh, to him moving forward because he's been sniping the puck. Uh, the goaltender for McGill was Emmanuel Vela, who got his first start of the regular season, a junior from Toronto, Ontario. Thought he played very well, 22 out of 25 saves, but was just not enough um, to secure the win, and, and UQTR won 4-1 in that affair. Uh, McGill now moves to 1-3 and three on the season. Hopefully can look to increase their offensive ability moving forward in the in the weekend series against Concordia. So let's jump right into those two games now 
The fourth game of the regular season took place against the Concordia Stingers at McConnell Arena on Friday, November 19th. This was the first half of a home-and-home series against the Stingers, who are an arch-rival of the Redbirds, and the second time playing them this season. The first game was the nine-round shootout win. Um, In this contest... The game started off quickly for the Stingers. They took a 1-0 lead, but McGill responded quickly in a goal from Jacob Golden in his third game of the regular season. Uh, Golden is a prospect of the Minnesota Wild. He was drafted during his time playing for the Erie Otters, uh, and this was his third game of the season for the Redbirds. He's a sophomore defenseman. After Goldie tied it up, Concordia quickly restored its one-goal lead with a marker uh, to make it 2-1. And then Eric Uba on the power play was able to tie the game up on a nice backhanded goal assisted by Brandon Fratarelli, who is from Purifons, Quebec, and was in his first regular season of game for the Redbirds this year. He notched two assists on the game, another highlight for the Redbirds in this one. Unfortunately, in the third period, the wheels kind of fell off a little bit, uh, and Concordia took it to the Redbirds, scoring three goals in the final period and eventually winning the game 5-2 to two against McGill. This was the first half of the home and home against Concordia, so I'm going to be recapping the fifth game of the regular season right after this. In the sixth Game of the regular season, McGill faced its crosstown rival, the Concordia Stingers, uh, in which was a heated affair, to say the least, with 78 penalty minutes in this one. Um, So no love lost between these two teams, that's for sure. And the game started with a hot start from McGill, going up 1-0 with a goal from Brandon Fratarelli. But unfortunately, Concordia scored four unanswered goals to make the score 4-1 to one, until junior forward Phil Gilmore was able to get a shorthanded tally at the end of the game to make the score 4-2, to two, which was the final of this one. So unfortunately, McGill loses five in a row. Uh, the record now stands at 1-5, but relatively understandable for a new and young team. Their next two games will be another home-and-home series against Ottawa U. That's going to take place on November 26th and 28th. So hopefully against Ottawa, they can stack a couple wins and get a couple Ws in the win column. Now this concludes the sixth game of the regular season and the recaps for this episode. All right, now that we've heard the game recaps, let's toss it over to... The guest of today's episode, Nathan Charliti. All right, the uh, list of accomplishments in this intro might be longer than my career ice time at McGill, but here we go. Uh, he's in his fourth year of, of his MD at U Ottawa, author of the book More Than a Game, was a U Sports academic All-Canadian, winner of the Guy Lafleur, Dick Pound, and Randy Gregg Award, two-time OUA East second team All-Star and U Sports All-Star, bronze medalist with Team Canada during the 2017 FISU Games in Kazakhstan, Veronas Alak, played two years at McGill, captain of the 2018 Queen's Cup champion McGill hockey team, and one of the worst dancers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Welcome to the Two Tickets Podcast, Nathan Charliti. Thanks for having me, Quinter. Happy to be here. So you're back for Alumni Weekend. Um, Montreal, or McGill plays against you, Ottawa. Are you excited to see the boys or what? Yeah, yeah, no, it's been a while. Uh, I haven't been back in the McConnell maybe in three years now, which uh, a lot of good memories, and I just saw Kaminsky too, and uh it's back to where, like, basically, you left three years ago. 100%. And it's so funny. Like, we, you don't talk to guys routinely. Like, you don't text routinely. I can't yeah. remember last time you and I yeah. texted. 
Uh, and if we do text, it's about dumb, dumb stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see someone, and it's like no time's passed. It's yeah. the best thing in the world. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And you were coaching. You were coaching at U Ottawa, but yeah, like for the for my first, you know, my first year, it was pretty feasible to try and swing around like practices because we used to practice at. 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. right so I could get to the rink even earlier go on the ice a bit with the team uh, and then just head straight to my class mm-hmm. and then weekends you know home games were manageable but then like you know midway through the second year obviously the season got a bit derailed or like towards the later in the second year and then third year completely off and then this year the boys practice at like eight o'clock mm-hmm. I'm basically in the hospital at that time before we get into the the hockey portion, you're in your MD. Uh, so yeah, we were talking about you were coaching before, and now you're in your fourth year of MD of doing your MD. How's that going? Yeah, it's pretty humbling. Like, you, I think it's it, really it's a lot like hockey, where you get in a role with a couple patients. I'm in emerge. I'm in the emergency department right now, so you see a couple patients, and you get your flow, and then you get humbled real quick when something comes in, and yeah. you come up with a plan, and the doc's like. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. completely missed the boat. <laughs> so it, it uh, it's a, in that respect, it's a lot like hockey. But I really enjoy it. I like interacting with the patients, and really, it's like one kind of big hockey team when yeah. you're you're in a merger on the wards. It's always like random stuff coming in. Yeah, that's it's pretty insane. interesting. I guess every day is yeah. different too. Like being in the merge. Right? Yeah, yeah. D- different departments offer different things, but yeah, merge is definitely one where you you go in and you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. What's the most common you think now? Like where you're like, I got that down packed. Yeah. So like anytime someone comes in with like a cough. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You can kind of probably narrow it down to certain things mm-hmm. if it's benign. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. If someone come in with a cough and they'd yeah. be really sick, but. Yeah. Like younger kids with cough, especially because they've been off. Yeah, yeah. For so long for COVID. Exactly, right? exactly. And then they're going back to daycare, and they're like, "Parents yeah. like, oh no, my yeah. kid has a cough. Like, what are we doing?" And it's before COVID. Like, you must have. I put a million things in my mouth when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Sand, <laughs> toys, stuff like that. So yeah. that's a normal path for yeah for kids to take. Man, that's so interesting. So yeah. Uh, so and then going back to. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So going back to your, you, you played in the OHL for five years and then you went to St. FX for three years. So we'll jump over the St. Yeah. FX and go, we'll go straight into the Miguel. You probably still have your ring on, but that's all right. No. Not today. Not today. Yeah. Uh, so how did that all play out? Why Miguel? And uh, what, what brought you here? Yeah. You know what? Nobsy, uh, Kelly Nobs, who I, maybe we'll touch on him, mm-hmm. but, uh, he reached out to me midway through my last year at X and I, I always had med school on my mind and you know, I guess fortunately I didn't get into med school or else I wouldn't have came here. Uh, he reached out and, and uh, said, you know, I have the perfect supervisor for you to do a master's with and the same one that PDH did his mm-hmm. with and LP did his with. So yeah. a good pipeline of players. And uh, yeah, I came down. I loved it. I was here actually for the uh, uh, FMH year end banquet. Oh, that yeah. was my rookie. Yeah, really? That, that, that was my recruiting trip. So that was your recruiting trip. That was so my recruiting I, trip. So you're, you're in the you're in the uh, what, the lounge. I was meeting in the, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. unreal. It was wicked. Well, it was at Molson. Yeah. And I stayed at four, five, six. I stayed with yeah. Healer. Everyone stayed there. For yeah. Me. And uh, man, I remember we of course like we get you get pretty like there how many drink tickets do we have those yeah. nights and I remember uh, what's that breakfast place on Saint Laurent that. 
Oh, uh, view, view, yeah, 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 view to view. the court, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. something French. Yeah, I see. Yeah, you didn't pick up any French. No, I know <laughs> you. You used to practice. <laughs> yeah. You're done I the bus doing five man. minute segments. Yeah, 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 I was gonna yeah, ask yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, with Frank the Tank. <laughs> no, I remember being in Lviv there and yeah. like thinking I was gonna throw up because the night before was was just so much fun. So I was completely sold. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, my awesome. uh, my rookie recruiting trip was uh, the carnival game. So you couldn't ask for a better, you guys were playing Queens and I came and I was like, oh my God, every game is going to be like this. This is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Kids are in jumpsuits and uh, in onesies and nobody was like, oh yeah, it's like this all the time. I was like, oh yeah, I'm there. Who'd you stay with? Uh, I had to go home. I had a game the next day. So I only came for like the first two periods. So yeah. Did the classic, uh, what's the smoked meat sandwich? Schwartz's. Did Schwartz's, went to the game. Yeah. Went to Nobsy's office, yeah. didn't know who I was because <laughs> I was recruited by Eric. So he didn't, he was like, oh, hey, yeah, well, for sure. Man, I, I know, um, like, and maybe just to embarrass you a little bit. Yeah. I wrote this in your book and I, I'm pretty sure it was you and I who talked about this. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, you as a first year player. Yeah, we were walking like, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanting to earn your stripes. Yeah. And like for everyone who listens to this, I thought Quinter was like just like completely terrible. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have the heart to tell this guy. And like... Lo and behold, he was such a a, a mule, like an unbelievable workhorse. You were you came mm-hmm. on the ice with me. Uh, I had that mornings. in my next couple questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he, just, you earned your stripes. So like completely kudos. I'm so happy. Nobsy decided to bring you in because it was so much fun. Yeah, 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 man. I know we only spent one year together, but yeah, one of those things was the 7 a.m. Tuesday practices. Yeah. I don't know how how did you balance all of that like. You know, I'm there. I got to be there because I'll probably get scratched if I'm not there. <laughs> and you're the captain. You're a fifth year guy. I'm like, what the hell is Char doing here? And I'm like, well, if Char's going, I have to go. So yeah. it's me, you, and Irk. Yeah. Irk would do it. He yeah. ran good good skates. I know, man. No, you know what? And I look back, like, um, I would probably give anything to be able to skate now at 7 a.m. on no, Tuesdays. Yeah. 100%. And I think, like, in the moment, I had to keep reminding myself because... Obviously, it was pretty early. Like, it's not early yeah, for me early. now, yeah. but, like, then it's, like, that's super early. That's, like, quite the commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I told myself a couple times, like, enjoy it because next year you're not going to be playing enjoy because next year, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy I did. And I think in the moment it did a lot because, one, I was pretty fat showing up to camp <laughs> that year, so it put me in shape. <laughs> and then, two, it's, it humbles you. Like, if you don't have a good game, you got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. And, like, the best way to do that is just solo and... Or with like one other guy and yeah, just practice. Yeah, we'd have fun competitions out of it and stuff. Yeah. So it was it was good and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, did, have you been playing hockey at all since, or is he just it, man? Like I'm trying to get back on the ice, but it's a it's a funny like dichotomy where yeah. you you get on the ice and you're like, man, I really miss this. I want to compete, but then at the same time, you don't want to get buried from behind mm-hmm. and end up in the hospital right yeah which is a reality yeah things get pretty competitive like some guys just go off the go off the edge so yeah yeah especially like guys who maybe didn't play at a high level in some of those leagues and they're just going balls out and you're just like i'm not going full speed in this corner because you don't know what's gonna happen like they could be reckless with their stick it's like 100 it's just yeah that's what i've noticed too it's like it's frustrating almost sometimes i know but it's like part of you just wants to play at a high caliber again so bad and mm-hmm. see if you can do it but yeah it's just um 
I don't know. It's, it's a tricky thing. Yeah. So now I guess that, you know, you are done hockey. While you were still playing hockey, you were you wrote a book. So you wrote the book, uh, More Than a Game. Where can people find that online? Yeah. Well, I Give clearly, it a shout out here. I, I clearly can't find it in your office because I don't see it. Up That's there. at home. So, I actually oh, have it framed have at home. Yeah. No, <laughs> no and I, I read it. I read it. I read it. Yeah, I read right, it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I uh, yeah, you can still find, find it on Amazon, but, yeah. um, you know, it, uh, it's obviously like a pretty intimate thing when you write something like that. Yeah. Because like I've published academic papers and I don't bring that up to sound pompous or arrogant. No, no. I don't think anyone cares about that. But no. the fact is when you write an academic paper, people often skim it or yeah. they'll just like read the abstract. But this is like, you know, my thoughts, this is what I believe in. And uh, yeah, I'm just happy that it, it was received well. At the same time, I look back and I'm like, ooh, I wish I could have done things a bit different. A little bit different. Yeah, you were, you were sure, writing man. it though, but maybe that's, you know, you do, it, so, you do another book. Like, yeah. I don't know, but like what, what made you want to do that and, and maybe share one of the stories in that book? Like, uh, I, I read it when it first came out first day, yeah, so yeah. I don't remember exactly, <laughs> but uh, you know. No, like, um, so I look back on my career and I realized I was supposed to be um, an NHL hockey player at one mm -hmm. point and even though I wasn't in my fifth year at McGill even though I wasn't and I probably wouldn't play in the NHL it wasn't that my career was a waste and it wasn't that uh, I didn't have a fulfilling hockey experience and that's a reality for 99% of the people in 99.5% mm -hmm. of the people in this country um, so I wanted to really reinforce that because I think a lot of players especially youth have a myopic focus that success really looks at them only becoming professional athletes and it doesn't, right? We know this that, especially at McGill, um, student athletes and hockey players go on to have incredible jobs wherever they end up. So it's really about honing those skills while you're playing hockey and then transferring them to the outside world. So that's what I basically wrote about. And the biggest thing, the most applicable in my opinion is not being drafted to the NHL for three straight draft years, finally breaking through with a tryout for the Arizona Coyotes and then applying to medical school for three years yeah. and then breaking finally breaking through yeah so i think if i didn't have that same experience to fall back on about what it was like to be rejected so many times and what it actually takes to persevere and not just say like oh you know keep doing it like keep persevering mm -hmm. knowing what it feels like to see the rejection letters know what it's like to, to have to go through the application process again and have to strengthen your resume I don't, I'm not sure I would have kept applying if it wasn't mm. for those missed NHL drafts. Yeah. So I think that's just like a quick anecdotal uh, example of, of what yeah, I think. Yeah, probably people in your, your class and, and your school too, like their whole focus has been on probably school their whole life and being yeah. a doctor. And, you know, maybe they got accepted right away because they studied their whole life. Whereas, yeah. you, you know, maybe you get rejected from a team or you get traded or you're not good enough. And, you know, the NHL draft, you said like, you seem to, when I read the book too, you kind of changed your philosophy from first couple of years of junior, it was all about hockey. And then you're like, well, there's more to this, right? Like yeah. if I recall, yeah, you learned from man. the older guys and changed, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think like, oh, it's so easy when we're young to just fall trap to hockey being our entire universe. And we forget that there are things that matter outside of the game, whether that's philanthropy or volunteering and community initiatives or paying attention to school. Mm -hmm. Those are all important things that 
we we forget and it's not our fault mm -hmm. um it's just we're soaked up in the moment right yeah so yeah that's just what i that's no that's yeah it was, a, it was a great read and and that's the book uh more than a game so uh i know you just saw your old roommate uh, yeah. we'll switch the social life aspect <laughs> enough about hockey uh so you just saw your old roommate uh jan kaminsky and uh i also talked to samuel tremblay and they had, they told me to ask you about uh, the kitchen cupboards at your old place and uh, the boys' night at L'Academy. I personally don't remember that night, but uh, <laughs> maybe you could talk about that. And that was one of my, the most fun nights I've ever had at Miguel. So maybe, yeah. maybe bring us, touch us back to that. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know what it is about me, but I cannot for the life of me close any of the cabinets <laughs> in any of my rooms. It's a, I don't know why. And I live with my, my girlfriend now. Yeah. We've been together for eight years now, and she routinely has to tell me every day to close the... Like, <laughs> just, I, I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, L'Academy, that was... Did oh, you organize again, that? Who planned I, that? I, I organized it. Again, you might have to edit this out. But no, don't mention the thing. I know <laughs> yeah, what you're okay, going to mention. Okay. Don't mention don't that. Don't mention? Okay, okay. No, because that's, that's enough for me. But what no, you can mention I, I, is, I wonder, how did you plan it? And yeah. what did you, okay, like, so I wonder if the, the guys are doing this now. Because it would actually we be couldn't really... before, and the one closed uh, closed down. Yeah. So no, I wonder if they the guys do on the team or yeah, they definitely should. They do should. It. So basically, I organized it. Um, I organized it both years just because um, I thought it was a really fun way to get the boys together for one night yeah. um, before the season started. Yeah. Uh, so basically, bring your own wine. At that, there were, it was a wicked restaurant, and it was, it was Sunday. It was yeah. past the night, it so cheap. it was like ten bucks for yeah, past yeah, 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 and we brought just. <laughs> an infinite amount of wine yeah um but it, was, it wasn't hard and it was fun got the guys together and yeah you don't remember that night i don't remember that no, night either so. but uh yeah. but what a way to connect like i found it really connected like the young guys and the older guys we had a lot of rookies that year yeah and kind of you know you look back at the end of the year when we won the queen's cup uh yeah. and you look back to nights at that and you're like maybe it was that night that like brought us together i remember with you like you're so social like you didn't sit down in your chair the entire freaking night well that's i was actually gonna bring this up uh a lot of people who like lead, i remember we had a someone come in from the university and talk about like oh what you should and shouldn't do for team building exercise and one was like you shouldn't have a team dinner and i think that people outside of sport maybe even outside of hockey think that everyone's just gonna sit in their seats the entire yeah. but that wasn't like that for our team no. like we had people ripping around yeah. constantly throughout the night and that's the best way to do it and we split wine and everyone's sharing yeah. stuff and and I, you guys uh you know that was what would have been 2017 a while ago now geez yeah but you uh you like i think you guys Crazy. made a seating chart too so like i was sitting i remember i was sitting beside uh doof and lp but you're like i was kind of intimidated by lp like yeah, starting yeah, yeah, goalie yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 i don't yeah. speak french i'm like the hell am I going to talk well, to this guy you, about? But we, you know, we talk, and and then you like, you know, I'm I felt way more comfortable. Yeah, you know what's so funny? Like my first year, uh, I didn't know anyone except Chinner and Milner, mm -hmm. and I was like, do not. I was thinking to myself like, nobody, don't put me beside Verrier in the dressing room, because <laughs> he hadn't said anything to me, and I didn't think he liked me. And I walk in, and I see my name, and I'm right beside Verrier. I'm like, off. Oh, did you tell nobody not to put you beside him? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. I never said anything, yeah. but I was thinking to myself, like, not beside Very. It's funny how that works. I put him right beside, yeah. and him and I became such good buddies. Yeah. And he was like a big reason why we won the Queen's Cup that next yeah, year. Yeah, guy had a million points. He, had, he was unstoppable. Yeah. 
And I really think that in those circumstances, like when you have to get along and socialize and like work together with a teammate that you're either intimidated like with or uncomfortable or, you know, you don't speak the same language yeah. or you don't think you have anything in common. Like that's often the times when I, there's an opportunity to, to really bring the team together. Yeah. So yeah, it was funny how that, and I'm happy that like I've put you or whoever put you with no, those, yeah. like two random people, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you look back, yeah. you're like, wow, that was, that was a time and a half. And then yeah. another social uh, activity, which we touched upon a bit earlier was your dancing abilities. Oh yeah. And, uh, every freaking party we went to, you're in the middle of the dance floor against Gammer, Frederick Gamelin. Oh, yeah. And you guys would do the stupidest yeah. dance moves I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He was, he's a, he's a, he was a good he dancer. Two, he has two kids. No, no. Yeah. I think, Gamer? yeah, he has yeah. for sure one. So maybe I'm actually better than him now. Cause I don't know how much he's been dancing with two, <laughs> two young kids. Yeah. Um, but I remember those, man, it was pretty, uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Hopefully, there's no videos that cir- no, circulating around, or at no. least release them after I get my degree, so that yeah. nothing can happen. Yeah, and I guess too, like you know, you you touched upon it earlier. You you balanced hockey, school, extracurriculars, like all these different team things. Like, how, did you read a book one day? Like, how how did you do it? Yeah, you, you know what I I uh, I look back and I think maybe like one of the biggest things to. Uh, and I still think it's really applicable now because a lot of my colleagues spend a lot of time on either Instagram, Snapchat, or TikTok. Yeah. And like, I try and eliminate all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Even email from my phone. I find I'm a lot more productive if I don't have the uh, like incentive to like scroll down and check mm-hmm. something because you look at it and you see how much time it takes away and how much creativity it zaps from you from just like reaching in your phone and checking something. Mm-hmm. So I really think that, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, or no. I'm not saying that that's like the answer to everything, but I think that's a good place to start for a lot of young people. Yeah. So what do you so do easy. now? Do you set like, uh, do you shut your phone up? Like for me, I have a work phone and a regular phone. Yeah, not, not a drug yeah. phone and a Yeah, burner phone. phone, yeah. <laughs> so, but what I do is I shut my, I shut my self, personal cell phone off during the day. Yeah. And then the work phone doesn't have like social media or anything on it. So yeah. at least like if someone wants to call me, they can call me. But I find mm-hmm. that helps me a little bit. Um, but I, I noticed too, like you're for sure in the moment. So does, what do you do? For, yeah, for so that? I just try and delete all the apps I can off my phone. Yeah. Like even TSN, I was yeah. checking it. Like even on Sundays for oh, fantasy my. football. So, well, I got two TVs in my room right now. <laughs> yeah. You think I'm not it's watching great. Sunday football? Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And it's just you know you're trying to study for an exam, and I'm worried about how many yards, you know, <laughs> Some, Travis Kelsey's. Yeah, you're like, or my tight end is getting like Hawkinson, yeah. someone random. So. Exactly. You get fantasy football. You get uh, the starting running back gets hurt. Yeah, gotta go pick up the backup because yeah. he's gonna be the guy to guy. If I don't miss that, That's your it. league's over. I know. And you're like, why am I worrying about this stuff? I know. But like. And it's it's competitive nature of being an athlete against your buddies like that's what i find i know i know um but it i guess it just uh it really solidified for me if i read this book and i can't i can't remember which book it was but he gave this allegory about having a finite amount of creativity or co- cognitive bandwidth mm-hmm. like your attention span throughout the day the first thing for you i'm not sure before the first thing i did whenever i woke up was check my phone, yeah. like check my emails, yeah. check Snapchat, yeah. check Instagram, check Twitter, check Facebook, check my messages, see what happened overnight. And it's like 15 minutes in the morning. And I'm like, why did I just waste 15 minutes in the morning checking all these random things? When the first thing in the morning, if you have all that attention and 
bandwidth, first thing you could be doing is like attacking schoolwork or attacking a project or studying or mm-hmm. writing or whatever, right? So it's an interesting, um, yeah, it's an interesting thought about what you should actually be paying attention to at certain points in the day. That's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's really good yeah. to know. They also, I guess the last one here before we go, and then we'll do the rapid fire. Your roommates also mentioned that you played the guitar. Do you still play the guitar? Oh, yeah. Or that's so funny. give us some songs you guys belted out. I do. Cammy and I used to play uh, Hotel California together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, and he loved it. Tremor, Tremor didn't pay any attention to us. <laughs> but like, Cammy and I were the older ones on the team, and we'd, yeah, we'd come home and play that. Um, Get Low. By yeah. uh, dirt is it is it Little John? Yeah, 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 yeah. on the guitar. <laughs> on the guitar, yeah. It's a pretty easy song to do. Um, yeah, those were the two I remember just playing at nauseum over and over again. Do you still play or not? Yeah, I still play a little bit. Yeah, but well, Sam, Sam, your roommate there, he plays. I interviewed him last week, and he does the guitar, so he probably like saw he you plays doing the guitar. Yeah, he plays oh, it like yeah, a lot now. Man, he bought a... He, he has an electric like a, guitar, too. Oh, really? Yeah. He plays a ton He's now. playing, like, Thunderstruck before games and shit. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, but, uh, could could you imagine? Oh, yeah. Instead of the band, they got Sam doing all this dance. They still have the band? Well, not this year because of COVID, but, man, that was, that was a fun... Uh, the band was fun, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those they got fired up. And it's, like, a unique kind of... Just for our school, like, has yeah. that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I loved it. That was super cool. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing we'll do uh, is the rapid fire. So we got, uh, I think it's seven, seven questions, and then we'll we'll call it a day. But this was awesome. So thanks for coming on. So here's the rapid fire. What's your favorite place you've ever traveled? In the world? No, in Montreal. Yes, in the world. In the world in <laughs> yeah. Montreal. In, in the, the world, world. In the world. Uh, Rome. Rome. Yeah. I saw you. I was creeping your Facebook. You've been to Greece, a couple other places. Oh, yeah. Because you gotta, I gotta like. For these interviews, I gotta figure out like do a background check. You yeah, know? yeah, you gotta thanks, think man. of things wow, to think of. Okay, yeah. interesting. Taking this very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the last movie you watched? Uh, my girlfriend and I watched a horrible <laughs> Netflix movie, uh, The Ritual. Have you? We, it was like supposed to be a spooky uh, Halloween movie. Oh no! And it was about like three or four. You know, it was four buddies going through like these scan like woods in Sweden. Yeah. And this like creature from the woods starts eating each of them. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. That's hilarious. Did you have any superstitions playing hockey? 100%. Could you talk about them or no? <laughs> no, no, for sure. Like every game day had to be pretty regimented. Not that I'd get pissed off if like they weren't on the, like it wasn't like LP, yeah. I imagine, but you know, bet at the same time. Somewhat oh, it started the night game. before. Uh, uh, like the, like a, or pregame. The nap. nap. Pregame nap, yeah, that's what I should Pregame nap turn the phone off at the same time, uh, like eating it around the same time, same kind of meals when you get to the rink, pretty yeah. uh, like structured about what time you stretch out, what time you... Yeah, like, you always got out. dressed late, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember late. that. Yeah, you guys yeah, dressed yeah. super late. Yeah, like eight minutes. Did your like lace ever break? No. I would be, I would I be panicking. Lucky. Yeah, yeah, I got lucky a, a couple times because I was um, uh, Frank, Frank the Tank. Yeah, yeah, Frank the Tank. Yeah. Uh, he was sitting beside me and he would always like get dressed so early and yeah. I could feel his anxiety rising because like I was getting dressed late but I didn't like sitting in my gear you know no. just waiting to go on yeah that's fair what was your first ever concert uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers that's a good concert yeah there yeah, you go yeah. what uh, white pl- white tape or black tape white why did you tape the toe or no I can't remember I did yeah 
because I did Skill a ton of toe, toe drags. drags. Yeah, yeah, those are Tuesday morning toe <laughs> yeah. drags. That's what it is. Okay, you, you, you know what? I, I I felt like I couldn't see the puck if it was black tape. Uh, that's what I feel too. And but I guess good players don't look at the puck. No, they don't. So I'm, I'm, my eyes are glued my eyes are to buried. the. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. skating around. Like yeah, this. I was. I stuck with white tape the, like my entire career. Yeah. Can't right. trust guys with black tape. No, and it looks so different. Like I notice in practice when someone switches tape, I notice it right away. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's like, why? What are you doing? Yeah. Why? How could you change? Yeah. Uh, and then the last sentence from our old bus trips. Finish the sentence. Can you wake up? <laughs> Is that it? I think it was wake the hell up, bud. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's still funny okay. though. That's a great way. That's a great way to end. So yeah. All right, Nathan Charlitti, thanks for coming on the two ticket segment. Uh, what an interview! And uh, that's it. Any last comments? No. Thanks for having me, Quinter. Unreal. That was great. Yeah, that was fun, man. Huge thank you to Nathan Charlitti for coming on this week's podcast. It was truly great to catch up with you, to talk a little bit about your book, about your time at McGill, and then also doing your MD currently. I feel like we just scratched the surface of what we could have talked about. You played professional hockey in Australia, and there's so many other things that we could have touched on um, with all your list of accomplishments, but still so humble, so funny. Uh, So great to catch up with you, Char. Thank you to everyone for listening. This concludes the third two-ticket segment on the Friends of McGill Hockey Podcast. I'm Quinn Sertic. Keep your elbows up and stick on the ice.